Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we've got ourselves a Giants-Lions preview. The next two games are versus Thanksgiving opponents, the Lions and the Cowboys, who always play on Thanksgiving. Which, by the way, I love that those two teams always play. Justin, we're on the verge of 8-2, and two, playing a bad team. On the verge of going 8-2, and two, and the expectation has to be to win. We're going to talk all about it, break it down, the X's and O's, and then Danny King will come on later for segments. But uh, I'm excited about this game because their defense sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, su- super excited. Certainly there's some offensive injury question marks that we may break down. But also, we don't even have a lot of information on some of those question marks, like a Wando Robinson, like a Josh Azudu, stuff like that. So we'll talk about it. Bobby Skinner, I kind of sound like shit. I kind of feel like shit right now. Um, I edited a breakdown of yours this morning for JM Football, and then I laid in bed and I watched some Dance Moms because I have a big weekend of football and I don't want to miss any of it. You were going to start like singing Break Stuff by by uh, Limp Biscuit. You know that song? No. We've used it as an intro before. Come on, Justin. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about me watching Dance Moms? Big fan. Weird. Weird? Weird. Disagree. Weird. All right, let's talk about uh, the lines first. This episode was brought to you by some special people. Steven Simons. How about that? He's uh, Simon. What's the, the American Idol guy's name? Eduardo Vicente. This one, I don't know if this guy's messing with me or he's real. Actually, no, it is real because I've seen his Twitter now that I'm seeing the picture. Jonathan Skinner. Oh, wow. Yes, Dad? John. Uh, Nicholas Diamond. Kevin Ruan. And Kevin uh, Ruane. Justin, who are these people? Who, Paul Simon's a singer. Juicy John Skinner. I, I You see him on Twitter all the time. I, yeah, I just, yeah, it yeah. just hit me. I always thought they were related. What's the American Idol judges? What are, I'm gonna, It's going to bother me. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell, patreon.com slash talk of giants. That's where those wonderful people went. And they signed up for $2 a month plus some other cheers. You get to hang out with us live while we record the shows. Celebrate Victory Mondays with us a little early on Sundays when we record our shows. You can... Enter to win some shirt raffles twice a month, and then Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers, magnets in the mail. All right, Justin. These Detroit Lions, they are the 32nd scoring defense in the NFL at 29.3 points uh, per game allowed. They are the 32nd total rushing defense in the NFL, 30th in yards per carry against them. They're the 27th in pass defense total, but they're also in the worst in yards per attempt. Guess what? Teams are leading the uh, leading versus the the Lions because they throw the ball and then they run the ball towards the end and they have success doing that. Just we talked a lot about run pass ratio and we're going to do a little bit on that here. But here's what I will say on this: my expectation for the New York Giants is to outscore the Detroit Lions. I don't care what ha- I don't care what happens on the defense. This defense is bad enough to where the expectation has to be to outscore whatever they do on offense. It has to be because they are bad in both facets of the game. You've got a good run game, ride it. If the passing game is working like it has been the you know the last you know six weeks or whatever, ride that. That's my. I think what we said about you know throwing the ball a little more on early downs got misconstrued and misconstrued and talked about what. Whoa, you guys just you guys just don't want to throw the ball. You don't like running the ball. I don't care if they run the ball seventy times, Justin, as long as it's leading to points. And that was always my gripe with last week's game is that running the ball wasn't actually leading to points. It was throwing the ball that was leading to the points. And they were stacking the box from the first snap. So it wasn't like they were lulling them in to these big plays. And they're happening on third and longs when the defense knew that they were going to throw the ball. So but that's just what I'll say. My expectation, because this defense is bad, is, is worse than the league essentially in the run game and the pass game, 
is that no matter what happens on our defensive side of the ball, we should outscore the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the Giants are in this rare mode offensively where they have a lot of things working right now, where running the ball is working. You know, you know, you could work a little bit better on early downs. It could have worked a little bit better against the Texans, but even throwing the ball last week, as Bobby said, you know, throwing the ball led to points last week. Um, and that has been a rare mode for this Giants offense to be a balanced offense these last couple of years. Um, we have not had a balanced offense. And the fact that we're asking for more balance, um, even from what they are right now, is pretty impressive. So uh, the Lions defense, this is the last defense basically on our schedule. That is bad. Take advantage of it because finding this balance or, you know, going a little bit more towards the run or going a little bit more towards the pass it's going to be a lot easier this week versus the rest of the opponents they have on your schedule. So you got to take advantage of it. We got two division games versus the Eagles, two division games versus the Commanders, the Cowboys, who I think might be our toughest opponent. I think they're just a bad matchup for this Giants personnel-wise. The Minnesota Vikings, who are 8-1, and one, and then the Colts. That's the rest. So with this game, this game is a must-win. Not a must-win. Um, oh, no, no, I think it is. No, it, let's say, it, I, think it's a, I think it's a must-win. It's a must that they should win this game. Yes. Um, I mean, the season doesn't end if you lose this game. No, but yeah. I, I hate when people say must win about stuff that's not must win, and I, I had to correct myself. This was the stretch of games. I mean, this started with the Jaguars, right? The Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Texans, and the Lions. That four-game stretch that we all said preseason, the Giants need to go at least 3-1 and one in this stretch. Well, they lost one to the Seahawks. They've won the rest. Let's beat the Lions. Let's go 3-1 and one in this easiest stretch of the Giants' schedule. Um, and we'll be feeling pretty good about this season. We said those things preseason. Like, all Giants fans said that. So let's continue to feel good about this Giants team. Definitely. So, like I said, if you want to run the ball 70 times and it's leading the touchdowns, go for it. If you want to throw the ball 60 times and it's leading the touchdowns, go for it. Just do whatever works in this game. And I think both should. So, again, I don't care about – I really don't care about balance in this game. I care about scoring touchdowns and whatever leads to that. Um, and they are bad. <laughs> They are very bad in both categories. Let's talk about um, the run game first. They're going to get in the stack boxes, play single high. You know, you watch the game versus the Bears, who are a run-heavy team, too. They are going to stack the box and get in the single high. Justin, I think this is a read option game. Like, they, I think this is a game where you kind of have the Bears game plan, the, the game plan we, the Giants had versus the Bears in this, because... They get. They're going to stack the box. They're going to play a single high safety, and they're going to be. They're going to sell out to stop Saquon Barkley. I think similar, similar to the way the te- the Texans did. So guess what? I watched it versus the Bear. The Bears who have Justin Fields as their quarterback, who honestly is not a good passing quarterback right now. I know he's getting a lot of love right now. He's not like he is bad processing the field right now, but he's just an unreal runner. And yet they were not containing the edge on the read option. So. This should be a game where if it's there, take it. Like that should be the first the first series of the game. There should be some type of read option just to test out to see what those ends are doing. And doing those play action boots because they blitz at a decent rate. Um, you know, the the twelfth thirteenth most in the uh in the NFL. So that leaves that kind of sideline gap open, that sideline, uh, shallow sideline uh, area open. You boot off of that, and you kind of have one guy deciding if he's going to follow the tight end on the block and release, or is he going to go after Daniel Jones? So I think you can get some stuff like that. Um, so that you know, involving Daniel Jones in the run game somewhat. But here's with Saquon Barkley. I don't think you have to get crazy. Their D line is soft up front. I mean, they they give up they give up push, and again. Saquon Barkley's number one rusher in the NFL, most rushing attempts in the NFL. So this is a game, like last week, where you should run the damn ball. When's the last time that Jones really had a a, a read option heavy game? I see that against the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Yeah, he had 11, 11 rushes, 107 yards. And then basically, Seattle, I feel like those were all scrambles. And then Houston, he, you know, all kind of all, all scrambles. scrambles. And then he obviously he had the first, you know, there was a third third and 10 in the second half that he picked up a first down and those were 10 of his 24 rushing yards so the last time that they really chose to do it was against the Jaguars and that's when Jones you know had 9.73 yards per attempt a rushing touchdown on the ground on those 11 attempts they ran it this past week with the Texans but DJ handed it off because the the end did a good job but with the way the Lions ends play kind of little so the Lions ends aren't like just totally selling out so they try and play both, but they play enough squeezing to that running back 
And what the Giants do is they have their wide receivers come and crack block, and then they'll bring the tight end across the line and use him as a lead blocker. Where even if the end plays it somewhat honest, you can still get big plays off. Kind of like when we played the Eagles in 2020, where it was like we it was it wasn't just basic read option. It was like no, we're scheming these read options in. And we also have certain at certain points this year we did see we have seen Jones scramble a decent amount too. Um, I really think back to that Dallas game. He had nine rushes, 79 yards. I feel like really most of those were either those play action boots where he's just carrying the ball after that, or he's scrambling because pressure breaks down. And even before the past Sunday's game versus Justin Fields, the Lions defense have allowed the most total EPA from opposing quarterbacks on scrambles. So that's even before they played Justin Fields last Sunday. And obviously Justin Fields did what Justin Fields does. So even on, you know, not like non-designed rushing plays, if there's a, Alley, if there's an opportunity for Jones to get some yards on the ground, I think he should very much take it. Absolutely. Again, this should be a game where it's like the read option, and it's like, hey, if it's not there, pull it, pull it, keep your eyes downfield, but run. And, you know, use Daniel Jones' legs. Don't want to go crazy, but, again, use Daniel Jones' legs. That leads to yeah. the offense scoring points, extending drives on third down. Um, I think he's done a better job protecting himself, too. These the, the, these last couple weeks, like the second half of the season, I think he's picked and chosen, like like that third and ten the, the last game. He didn't like protect himself, but it's like it's a third and ten. You're trying to convert, yeah. You know, like I think he's done it again. There's still risks, but I think he's done a good job of picking and choosing his battles. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be part of his game, though. I mean, I feel like it's got to be part of kind of any 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 young QB that has that option in his game. It's it's got to be part of your game to kind of tuck it and run whenever whenever it's kind of there. Since we're talking about the run game. Josh Azudu might mm-hmm. not play on Sunday. Came, came on the, the injury report with a neck injury. I have no idea how significant. Wasn't on it on Wednesday. I think we're getting Shane Lemieux. It could be so Nick too. Gates, but I think we're going to get... Sh- I, I think they kind of have a... I think they want to not force Nick Gates out there. I think we're going to get Shane Lemieux out there. If you told... You know, in camp we were high on him, but now that it's like he's missed this entire season, hasn't gotten a ton of practice, I am a little worried to see what we have out there. But also at the same time, always been a solid run blocker. Um, And it's not like Josh Azudu was like killing it pass blocking wise. He was doing... He was making improvements, but he wasn't killing it. If there's a game to come back too, I think it's... I think it's this game, right? I mean, you you mentioned how the Lions defensive line is, is, is not much really of a... Not much really of a threat. They're pretty soft up front. Like like teams get push up on them. I mean their edges don't do a great job setting the edge, including Aiden Hutchinson. Um you know, Hutchinson's the kind of guy who's gonna go for tackles for a loss better than just dominating the edge. Um this should be a game where you get pushed. So I, I I'm very intrigued to see Shane Lemieux. Like like obviously you don't want a Zudu, but I'm I'm like, okay, what let's let's this is kind of like Shane Lemieux's tryout for the rest of his career almost with the Giants. Yeah, like I said on Wednesday show, I have a little bit more of an of an emotional investment in, in Shane Lemieux and possibly him coming back and being somebody not just part of this year, but being part of the the Giants' future too. Like, think of how big it could be if the interior offensive line isn't the main thing that we have to address heading into next year. And this and this could even be like Shane Lemieux moving to center too. Yes. Um, so th- this is huge. You know, like you said, this is huge that was, for Shane that Lemieux's season. Be f- yeah. preseason. That that was like something that they could see as a possible plan is as Azudu develops, uh, Shane Lemieux eventually like becomes the center for this Giants team. So, if Shane Lemieux played well, but then Shane Lemieux got injured, yeah. I'm excited. Um, passing game wise, Justin. Uh, again, I said they blitz at like the 13th most rate, but they don't get pressure. We should be able to eat passing wise. They have the. He, I couldn't. I can't believe looking. I watched the film and then looking at some of the numbers on these guys. They have the highest average depth of target in the NFL. Like teams are targeting them down the field more than anybody. Obviously, the Giants don't have the greatest personnel to attack that. But you know, we do have Slayton, you know, Hodgkins, and some fades. So you think, oh, highest average depth of target? They give up big plays. All three of their starting corners, Justin. All three of their corners are giving up over seventy percent completion percentage against. That's insane to have those two numbers go together. The huh. middle of the field. Like, their linebackers aren't making stops in coverage in the middle of the field with uh, Anzalone and then Malcolm Rodriguez, who I think has actually played the run pretty well, the guy you liked out of Oklahoma State. A little yep. smaller of a guy. Starting first, you know, I think he was a seventh-round pick, and he's starting, or maybe a UDFA. Yep. So, he, he's done. He's had some, He makes some good flash plays. But 
again, like I said in the beginning, I don't care if we run pass, but the pass should absolutely work, work in this. You know, they have the worst third down defense in the NFL. They're going to play single high coverage and stack the box. So you're going to have numbers. And I think inbreakers are going to work. Like play, whether it's the play action in breakers with Slayton and Johnson or Hodgkins. I think you can run fades against these guys because they turn their back. You can run, I think this is a game where Daniel Jones should be extremely efficient um, and have a high yards per attempt. Yeah, Wandell Robinson didn't practice on Thursday. He said that his hamstring felt a little tight and that he was held out for precautionary reasons on Thursday. But, I mean,. I don't know if I'm taking that at face value. We'll see if he practices on Friday. I this don't is think the he's exact reason Richie James was not cut as well, too, because oh, yeah. he's our backup slot wide receiver. Yeah, you you need bodies, and as long as Kenny Gall, I mean, different position slot wide receiver is a different position than outside wide receiver. But as long as Kenny Galladay isn't going to be a factor on this team, he's just going to be a body. Um, <laughs> I guess not even a body. Uh, you, you need Kenny Galladay revenge game. You need guys with pulses on this team who could play wide receiver, and Richie James can do that. So I still – I like Richie James better as a wide receiver than as a punt returner. So I, it's not like Richie James is just going to be a scrub out there who can't do anything. So um, Richie James may even be a little bit better of a route runner than Wondell Robinson at this point. I don't know. Um, I don't think that's a bad take. I, so, I kind of – I can't. so here's the thing. is like I want to see Wondell play, but I don't think losing Wondell to Richie James is – a huge loss at this moment. No, we saw we saw Richie James and Daniel Jones connect on a lot of third and longs or, or early in the season. Before Daniel Jones really got cooking on third down, it would be the Richie James to Daniel Jones connection. So, uh, but that's that's the rebuttal to, hey, you know, maybe a little bit more balanced this game. You're not going to have Wandale, and it's going to be Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and Richie James. I mean, my and then my rebuttal to that rebuttal, Bobby Skinner, would be use. Darius Slayton as a wide receiver one. He is not a wide receiver one just as a football player, but he is wide receiver one on his ro- on this roster. He has shown that I think he deserves a little bit more targets. He deserves that he shows more than three catches per game. So Jeff Okuda having you know a, a better, especially compared to his rookie year, a better year. He's still but not playing great though. N- this isn't you know we're not talking like CB one behavior here. So. include Darius Slayton and use him as a wide receiver one because on this football team this year, he is wide receiver one. Yeah, so I I think this is a game where it's like, we should run all different types of concepts, but I think we could just run man-beating, you know, pass concepts this week because I think our wide receivers can beat them. You know, um, I know we hate Marcus Johnson, but once upon a time, Marcus Johnson was getting open versus the Packers. Um, And again, Hodgins use all those guys. Saquon Barkley in the receiving game. Yeah, let's get let's get Saquon more involved in the receiving game. Also, like I, like we talked about how great Daniel Jones has been on third down the last five weeks. Well, they are the worst third down defense in the NFL. Yeah. So and they also, um, you know, Giants have done a good job of holding the ball, possessing the ball, moving the ball down the field, kind of slowly and methodically. Uh, they have the third worst time of possession per drive in the National Football League. So if the Giants do want to run these long drives, the Lions can be a team that you can do that against. Yeah. I'm going to say it for like the fifth time in the show. The expectation for me for this offense isn't like to do this in the passing game or do this. In the, it's outscore the Lions. You should be able to. I don't care if the Lions score 35 points. We should score 38 in this game. Like we should absolutely outscore the Detroit Lions in this game. No, right. no excuse not to. Uh, if we lose this game, I, I will be mad at the Giants' offense. I don't care what happens. Yep. Um. Let's read an ad, and then we'll talk about the defense. Let's read an ad. Um, I want to talk about the Candlewick Diner. You know the Candlewick Diner. I want to bring up something that they're actually doing, something that I'm really considering, and I'm going to go to their Instagram story to read exactly what they're doing. So, the Candlewick Diner on Thanksgiving. Five-course prefix menu, $42 per person. And again, Candlewick Diner's in East Rutherford, New Jersey, five minutes away from MetLife Stadium. It's a, it's a perfect spot to get uh, a pregame meal or even a postgame celebration. But something that I'm thinking about, Bobby, because I'm not going with my, you know, with my family to celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm staying home. I'm going to watch football, get ready for the Giants, do what I have to do. So I may I may give Manny from the Candlewick Diner a call and do this uh, five-course meal Five-course meal for the Candlewick Diner. This is cream of turkey, butternut, squash. Um, you get to select one soup. You get to select one salad, an appetizer, one entree, and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff that you can do 
Um, they're offering, they're basically giving you your Thanksgiving meal right there. So check out the Candlewick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey for all your diner favorites. And also buy your tickets, get your tickets for December 4th against the Commanders. Bobby will be there. Myself will be there. Uh, Christiana Tana will be there. Got to remind the license plate guy to swing by. We're going to try and get all the celebrities, all the big time, big wig people there. Um, and the Candlewick Diner will be the caterers of that tailgate. Well, I'll be there. I mean, I'm very excited to, to get up there for that. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. I, I, I really, I really am looking for, like my brother's wedding is in a week before that. I think I'm looking forward to the tailgate a little more. <laughs> Don't tell my brother I said that. I won't. Uh, and my other brother will be there. So, all right, let's get, talk about the giants defense. Now this uh, lion's offense Number nine in scoring offense in the NFL, good. Number eight passing offense in the NFL, good. Number 11 rushing offense in the NFL, good. Wow, this is a good offense. And they are. I don't want to take away from them. I don't want to downplay them because they are capable. Last five games for the Lions. They would be 30th in points per game at 15.8. They would be 21st in passing, and they would be 26th in rushing. They're not the same team that they were the first uh, you know, four or five games of the season. They have taken a, a pretty decent drop-off. Obviously, they got shut out by the Patriots, but they've ha- it's not like the it's not like that one game's a total outlier. Like they gave up scored six versus the Cowboys. Uh and again, playing some good defenses. Uh and I, this this offense does worry me, but it's not if we were playing this team in week five, I'd be a lot more worried about them than I am now. Yes. But I, but I still am worried about their offense regardless. Yeah. Uh, they know their identity, and, and they, they run the ball. Um, they run the ball similar rates to us. Uh, we have a little bit of a higher early down pass frequency than they do. So the Lions on early downs, odds are first and second down, they're going to be running the ball. They're going to be running the ball. And the thing that I feel good about this game, Bobby, is – if the Lions get into third and shorts, let's just say they're a little efficient on early downs, you know, you know, they'll 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 get into some third and shorts. This Giants defense is one of the best in the NFL on third and shorts. So whether they choose to run the ball on third down or they choose to throw the ball uh, on third down, especially at these third and shorts, uh, I feel really, really good about this Giants defense's ability to stop that. We're at the point in the season where I don't think that's a fluke. We have enough sample size. I was talking like the first four weeks of the season saying, can this Giants defense continue to hold up on third and short? Well, they have basically throughout this entire season. I don't really feel good if this, <laughs> in a way, if it's a little bit of a third and long situation and they can run some concepts maybe downfield and if our pass rush doesn't get home, if that kind of stronger offensive line does a good job holding up, I'm worried about how these skill position players can kind of get open, um, You know, especially Amon Ross St. Brown. Because he is a good wide receiver, and they, he has hurt teams this year so far. And the Giants are maybe a little suspect on third and long. So their offensive line is very, very good. Run run blocking, pass blocking, they are a very good offensive line. And I think that is what has led to any success that they've had. Because you, when you watch them have success, they lost TJ Hawkinson, by the way. Which I didn't like that. I know people gave the Lions credit for that. I don't give them any I think that was a bad trade. Because they, you know, they pick swapped. Um, Goff has been very much protected. He's been able to step up in the pocket, and that's why he's been able to attack the ball downfield. But he has been very much a deep to check down quarterback. You know, he's not like scanning the entire field. Like he's seeing what's downfield. If it's there, he's taking the shot, and he's having no fear taking the shot. By the way, like he has no fear to take the deep ball, and he throws a pretty decent deep ball too. Um, you know, like people forget this guy almost won a freaking MVP for the Rams. Like he's not. It's not like a total laughing stock of a quarterback. Um, but then he gets to his checkdowns. You know, now they run those play a lot of play action. He runs the seventh most play action in the NFL. Um, from under center, you know, trying to get some of those deep passes, and they have guys that can win doing that. In their regular passing game, it's a lot of three level stuff. Um, they run a good amount of out routes, which I do feel comfortable with. The Giants have been pretty good at protecting the sideline this year. Um but I think their 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 scheme wise, they add they add new like like the Giants. I think like those concepts that every team runs. I think they just add great nuances to it. So it's like they'll they'll see what your weakness is and and build off of that. Um, let's talk about uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, second lowest average depth of target in the NFL, four point two yards uh, per per attempt from when he's lined up in the slot. Um, 
He splits 50 uh, 50-50 outside and slot, Justin, but 77% of his targets are at less than 10 yards. Um and I saw I can't some Lions report some some I might have been a fantasy football guy. Um pointed this out. Uh Amon Ra when he's facing the blitz has the most uh, targets in the NFL, or the highest percentage at 43%. Versus man coverage, he has the second highest targets uh, in the NFL at 37%. What do the Giants do? Blitz and run. My question to you is, how do we handle Amon Ross St. Brown? Because you can't pit Darnay Holmes on him, or they will methodically kill us with St. Brown. But do you put a Doria Jackson on him, knowing that he's not really going to kill you down the field a ton? You know, yes. like like he's their best outside receiver. So when he's on the outside, definitely put a Dory on him. But when he's in a slot, do you put a Dory? Do you have a Dory follow him into the slot? No, I I do. I mean, that's what a Dory Jackson is here for. You know, if you know, if maybe if this is next year and Cordell Flood is able to take a step up, they round out the secondary a little bit more. Really, the only corner that I feel really good about in this secondary is a Dory Jackson, and the only wide receiver that. I'm sure the Lions feel really, really good about, or at least that I'm fearful of as a Giants fan, is Amon Ross St. Brown, and he should be following him. Yeah, but part of what Avdor is so great at is like stopping the throws that are 10-plus yards, and Jared Goff doesn't throw between 10 and 20 yards. You know, I think his rate, I wrote it down, his rate is at uh, 18% between 10 and 20 yards. Like you talk about Daniel Jones having a low average depth of target. Daniel Jones is throwing those throws at twenty five percent in the uh, in the yeah. NFL. This is lower than DJ twenty twenty numbers. Um, Goff's so, intended air yards per, per pass attempt is higher than Jones, so it it must be. Well, yeah, he's he has either, deep throws. Yeah, he so has a lot of yeah, deep so throws. I was about to say it must be that he's either throwing it between zero to nine or twenty plus, and there's yeah, just he's, he's very like few say, in he's, between. He's deep to check down. Like that's kind of what what they've built into him with this offense is deep to check down. Maybe it's uh, so so. Maybe you split it up this way. Maybe on early downs, you run your defense, but then if you get into a third and long, then a Dory Jackson's on Amon Ross St. Brown. Or if you get to a third and short, and you feel like you can run your defense. I mean, I almost I, I think you almost knowing that, I think you almost just run your defense until you get to certain situations where you want your CB one on their wide receiver one. Here's the only thing I don't want because there's a. I think there's different. I don't want Darnay Holmes covering him at all. No, no, no. Amon Ra is also huge and Darnay small. Like teams have not taken advantage of Darnay Holmes. I do not want Darnay Holmes covering him at all. Whether that's Cordell Flott getting a shot at him, which would be you know we don't know what we got there. Rodarius Williams has been activated from the IR. Maybe yeah. you give him a shot there. Um, Nick McLeod. Maybe you give him. But I. I I cannot trust Darnay Holmes in man coverage versus their number one target. So I I, I don't care. I, I don't care if Darnay plays 0% of the snaps. I cannot have Darnay Holmes. I, I can't believe teams haven't picked on Darnay Holmes more this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, you really, watch the, film only, the, only, the only team that did it was the Titans. And they yeah, the Titans with Kyle Phillips. And they, they had, yeah, like you said, they had a lot of success doing that. Um, and Darnay's not playing 100% of the snaps anyways. But uh, this is... But your main, like, you got to know they're coming to a Monroe St. Brown, and you got to, you got to be able to stop them. Now that could be giving zero, you know, zero looks, and then you're bumping him up, and you're putting, you know, Ward and Zimenez underneath. There's a lot of different things you can do, but you can't have darn and man coverage on him. We haven't even talked about their running game yet. No, um, we can get into their run game. Frank Ragnow, their center, who's a really good center. Might not play. He's missed two uh, practices back-to-back. That would be huge. Because, like I said, interior pressure is the way to get the Jared Goff. And what do we have? Guys who can rush from the interior. Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. So we need those guys to play really well this week. Their run game. Their run game is what scares me about this offense. The passing game, they've done some good stuff. The passing game really doesn't scare me a ton. It scares me that they can be efficient with Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh what their running game does is what the Giants' defense sucks at, and yep. it is stopping misdirection in the run. It's why I wasn't worried about Damian Pierce or Derrick Henry. It's like those guys just kind of they line up and run their stuff inside in in the uh, you know up the gut. The Lions, man, they not only run misdirection, they have the guys that can do it. Like Penny Sewell's so good in the run game. Decker's not the best run blocker, but he's fine. You know, um, what's uh, what's the the guard's name? He's good. I forgot his name. Um, but he's really good. Evan Brown's been playing at right guard for them. 
Uh, Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson. He's been really good. Uh, like they can run the. So they not only do they run that misdirection, which has frozen our linebackers up or gotten them to overcommit to stuff. They block it re- like better than anybody, almost better than anybody in the league. Like it, it reminds me of the Cowboys, like run game, which has killed the Giants for a few years now. Yeah, if you go back to your week one top runs of the week video that you did on JM Football, they played the Eagles. DeAndre Swift had like a 50, 60 yard run. If you paused it at three different points, one pre snap, two after the snap, and just see the chaos that's happening in terms of guards going this direction, tackles pulling going this direction, all these linemen going in a million different directions, wide receivers coming down, and then you pause it for a third time and you look at how everybody was lined up man on man, block on block. I mean, it was just perfect. It was the most perfect thing that you've ever seen. It was it, it was one of the most well-blocked plays that you have ever seen. And then the first, th- lo and behold, the first three or four weeks of the season that you did that, that you did those videos, it was DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift appearing on that series of the top runs of the week of having some of the more explosive rushing plays in the National Football League. And I'm going to give you this stat, too. This is a scary, scary stat. DeAndre Swift has not been active for, for all the games this year. Um, there's been he's had He's appeared in six games. His yards before contact per attempt is 4.1 yards. Saquon Barkley this year. That's so stupid. That's a good. That's like if you're four, averaging 4.1, you're like, that's a solid back. You're not being touched until four yards. Saquon Barkley, his career best this year is 2.6, and that's mainly an offensive line stat. It's not a running back stat. Um, or it can be a running back stat. Are you running into people, yada, yada, yada? So it's a team stat. It's a team stat. Jamal Williams, you know, who's their second running back, he's averaging 2.6 yards before contract, but their lead back, DeAndre Swift, this year, he's not even being touched on average until he's four yards down the field. That is really, really, really scary. Yeah, so it's really good. So now here's the one. There's the one saving grace that we can hope for is that we haven't faced this misdirection with Jalen Smith as the Mike and Micah McFadden as the Will linebacker. And I think McFadden will play that Will linebacker better than both of those guys too versus that. Um, but Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith will take will be aggressive where Tay Crowder can be a little slow processing versus that misdirection. But Jalen Smith will take himself out of a play by being blocked by a tight end. You know, like the Damian Pierce big run last week. It's like, come on, Jalen Smith, you're getting dominated by a tight end because you overplayed this. Um, so, yeah. So, long story short, their their run game worries me ten times more than their passing game does. Nick Williams is on IR, right? We haven't seen him the last couple weeks. Yeah, still a revenge game though. So, still still a revenge game. I feel like it it hasn't really hurt the Giants' defense that that much this year, but. They are going to run. I think the Lions are going to run very heavy personnel. Wouldn't you say that they are? Have pretty heavy personnel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the Giants are going to go with four. There are going to be times where four, they're going to have four interior defense alignment on the field. If Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence can't play at least 90% of the snaps, and we got our boy Justin Ellis coming in here. I, I think Justin Ellis, he hasn't been as bad as um, what's Danny his face Shetland. from last year. Yeah, Danny Dan- Shelton. This Danny would have been Shelton. a revenge game for Danny Shelton too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, t- dis- disappointing. Um, but uh, Justin Ellis has been not good. Um, like when he's yeah, on the field, played, he got benched for Henry Mondo. Yeah, so when he's on the field, I don't necessarily feel great, and I feel like this is going to be a game where just because of the formation, so we're going to see out of the Giants' defense, I do think we are going to see him this game. So, um, anything else on their offense? No. Hope Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence can play 100% of the snaps. (laughs) Need those guys to dominate. You know what else dominates? SeatGeek. And today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back. But someone called us out, and I think we should talk to the SeatGeek reps. Live events have been back. Can we stop saying they're back? Live events are just sick. How about that? Live events are sick, Mm. which means you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. Sick in the good way. Dope. Live events are dope, which means you can get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a dope ticketing app that makes buying dope tickets super simple. We've got the app uh, the app on our dope phones. 
actually not dope phones because dope phone is like a drug dealing phone. Oh. Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, or more, SeatGeeks puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying super simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure you are getting a dope deal. Green means dope. Red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry. We've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code Giants. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. All right. Before we go to Danny King, there's a 12-second Kenny Galladay clip that people are getting mad about. And I'm going to I'm gonna play it right now. I haven't heard it yet. And it's going to be nothing. Ready? It's the fan one, right? It's, it's people nope, being mad hold on. at this. Hold on. How much do you sort of expect? I mean, the fans have been hard on you recently. How much do you sort of expect that going? I'm not worried about the fans. Doesn't bother you? No. I'm so glad people are making a big deal about how Kenny Galladay doesn't (laughs) care about what fans say when he's been really bad. Also, can I just say, um, Carl Banks going on the fan saying that fans need to be fans need to be nicer to Kenny Galladay. Like I, I I love Carl. Carl, he's not listening. I love Carl. I hope Um, he does listen. Not my generation, Carl. Yeah. Come on. All right. People that cry about booing are so soft. I can't stand that. Like, the only thing that Lennon Williams has ever done that's pissed me off as a giant was getting, being like, we sh- we're human beings. We shouldn't be booed. Like, booing is the, is, it's the nicest way to tell someone you're not happy with them. All right. All right. Danny King. Come on. Pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. We now welcome on to the program our weatherman, Danny King. Danny, what's the weather looking like at MetLife? First game of the year I'm going to, and it's going to be, um, as the kids say, brick. It's going to be very cold. It's going to be 38 the degrees. That... Brick is cold now? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I actually learned that. Brick the, AF. The, the more you know, the more you, the more, <laughs> the more you know. Like Technically, the 38 would be fine all by itself. What is the wind that's going to suck? It's going to be like 17 mile per hour winds. Oh, no. So it's going to be whipping that wind. And uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being at the game, but not dealing with the the wind. No rain. Not, not no, no chance for rain. So don't f- stress about that. Danny, don't question. get excited. The Answer. weather actually plays into my thinking. It's like, let's run the damn ball. Oh, yeah? Good point. Um, Danny, question. Mm-hmm. Um, you're coming to the L16 tailgate, correct? I am coming to the L16 tailgate. Are you a are you a participant of Flip Cup? I mean, I I, I am a fan of Flip Cup. I am a fan. Okay. What uh, what are you buying at the tailgate? What are you bringing? What are you bringing for the tailgate? No. What is he buying at the tailgate? What do you? There's nothing to purchase. There's something the to buy. Aren't you buying something when you get to the game? Oh, oh yes, right, yes, yes. There, there, there's a there's a jersey exchange taking place. If I'm correct, I should be receiving a Kadarius Tony jersey from. Uh, Why would you buy a Kadarius Tony jersey now that he's been traded? <laughs> from uh, Johnny Five on Twitter. That's, oh, Johnny said, Five. Like, yes, absolutely. He's, he's like, I got a Kadarius Tony jersey. I don't want. He's got it. a you podcast. Yes, yeah, he does yeah. have a podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm not even buying for it. He said you could just have it. I have no interest in having it anymore. I was like, if you want to contribute to the cause. All right, I but my question that. about the flip cup thing well, is, what's the name of his podcast? We could give it a shout out. Whoa. Uh, where is it? Uh, it's J J Five Getting Live. J Five. You know what? Tweet live. us at tweet at us the, ne- the next podcast. Yeah, we'll retweet it. How about that? We'll give J Five some love. How do you like I'll, that? I'll retweet it right now because I think you just put one out as we're doing this. All right, but, but uh, flip cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the elements in flip cup. If they oh, yeah. if they don't choose to put the table in between the vehicles, then the wind nightmare. will be a major factor mm-hmm. in flip cup. I, I've seen the videos and I see how intense the L sixteen uh, flip oh, yeah. cup games do get. And you better show and, up. And oh, I will show up. I I'm not afraid. I I can. I'll, I'll do what I must to win a game of flip cup. Perfect. All right. Trivia. What time do you guys get there, by the way? Oh, 8 a.m. You, you, will, you I will, will be there. I will, I, will, I will not be there at 8 a.m. You will be there after, that. and Snacks I'll, will eviscerate you for being late. Good, and I and I expect nothing less from from our friend 
Nikki Snacks. Trivia question this week. Uh, fun fact before I start the show, I was going to do receiving touchdowns. Uh, like I said to Bobby Justin, the guy uh, that has the record, what played in 1945. So that just wasn't fair. So I decided to go just with a simple one. What Giants player has produced the highest PPR game against the Detroit Lions? I'm just going to say Darius Slayton. Mm-hmm. Justin? I'm just going to say Ronnie Hampton. The the answer was actually our good friend, uh, very well-respected uh, running back within the New York Giants community. His Joe name Morris. is – oh, oh, sorry, not Joe Morris, unfortunately. It is Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber, Fuck. he produced 30 points per game, 30 points – one day against the Detroit Lions on October 24, 2004. And fun fact, the game in which the Giants lost, 28-13. to 13. So Tiki Barber went off. The rest of the Giants did not. All right, let's do our fantasy draft. Uh, Danny's picking first. He's in last place. Justin took over second place. Um, he's in last place. He's 37 points off the lead. I will be picking second. I am in the lead. Uh, and Justin had uh, the best outing last week with 44 points compared to my 21. He's in second, but he's still 34 points back. Danny, you have the first pick. Are we doing it? Is this an every yeah. week Saquon yeah. Barkley first yeah. week show? First yeah, pick yeah. show? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a Saquon Barkley first week show. Saquon Barkley. Simple as that. No explanation needed. All right, second pick. Oh, I'm just shit. Gonna, I thought I had the second pick. I'm just going to stick to what I said in the beginning of the show, that the Lions running game scares me. Their main running back, DeAndre Swift, is is what scares me the most. I'm going to go DeAndre Swift with a second pick. Justin, you got back-to-back picks. Now, we've seen some explosive running backs, good running backs, not have awesome games for um, the opposing team. So I don't necessarily know if it's a lock that DeAndre Swift is going to have a great game, that he could be the second-best fantasy player from this game. Jamal Williams has a lot more touchdowns than DeAndre Swift, by the way. I'm going to be taking, respectively... Both wide receivers for both teams. Back-to-back picks. Darius Slayton, take him first. He's a first-round pick. And then Amon Ra St. Brown. Wide receiver one for the Lions. Give me those two guys. Wow. Boldly. I'm, I'm going to go Jamal Williams. I'm going to take both their backs then. So that's, I, I'm worried about their running game. There's no one after Darius Slayton that's like a you-feel-good-about pick on the Giants because it's pretty much random. Um. So I'm gonna go Jamal Williams. He was he was third on my big board anyway. So I'm doubling down on the on the Lions running backs. Danny, you got back to back picks. Uh, first one I'm gonna go with here is Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds gets some points. Uh, he's been boom or bust uh, this year. He had a lot of games where he had like 12, 15, 21. Then he just had been one and three recently. So it's like uh, I'm gonna ride the fact that maybe he can maybe get a touchdown against the Giants this week. I don't want him to, but maybe he will. So we'll see about that. And then and then it really sucks. Um because I frankly don't know where I I want I just look Saquon projected 24 points. That's kind of funny. I have um, something I want, so hurry up. Uh I'm just gonna go Lawndale might not play. I don't know. I'm just gonna go Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins, alright. I'm glad you picked him because that's not who I wanted. I wanted a guy who's back. Richie James. Richie James. We should be able to throw the ball. Get the ball out quick. Slot wide receiver. No Wandale. Richie James, you are my third pick. What's up, Richie? Justin, who's your fourth pick? Or your third pick? You, Justin, back-to-back picks. Yes, back-to-back pick. Back-to-back Finish. picks. Uh, Lawrence Cager. Ooh, I was hoping oh, Lawrence Cager would be my my uh, good my fourth-round pick. Good pick. Yeah, uh, it seems like Giants are kind of dedicated to using Lawrence Cager. He was even out there for... Some running, a decent amount of running plays, and he was kind of getting his ass kicked last week against the Texans. And I will also be taking Khalif. Yeah, he Raymond. led them in tight end snaps last week with like sixty-one percent. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're kind of dedicated. I think they want to get him more involved and use him. And then I'll be taking Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond revenge game. Do I remember using? I remember playing Madden, and it would like it was so annoying they'd update the roster. So at the end of that two thousand seventeen season. It's like Khalif Raymond was my leading receiver in a game of Madden. Um, then he, he had success with the. T- it's kind of crazy how like Khalif Raymond's actually had some success in the NFL after that disaster of a of a year. 
All right, no one gives a shit about Khalif Raymond but me. Nope, kind of don't. Uh, I'm going to hedge Justin. This guy's actually had a decent amount of receiving the last couple weeks. It's been unnoticed. But he, get, he gets a lot of it in garbage time. Like, end of half, end of game. But those still count in this. I'm going Tanner Hudson. So, Tanner Hudson's my last pick. Danny, what's your last pick? Come on, take... We can't let Kenny Galladay go with not no. being picked in a revenge no. game. Come on. No. God, no. Come on, I it's a revenge this, game. I did this last week, and he gave me two drops. I'm not doing this again. I, I don't care about Kenny Galladay anymore. So, last I, pick. This is a revenge game. This, this is disres- Carl Banks said to lift up our players. Let's pick them in the fantasy well, draft. Carl Banks, I, if, you could, if you ever listen to this, tell Kenny Galladay he sucks at his day job. Um, I'm going to take... Oh, God. Um... Uh, Jesus, just uh, screw it. Marcus Johnson, he's going to get more reps over Kenny Galladay this week. I mean, you could have taken their starting tight end. You could have went. I didn't like what their tight ends bring me when I was looking at the numbers. You don't like Brock Wright? No. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who Brock Wright is. Yeah, I know he's their starting tight end, but I don't. I don't. I know at least I know James Mitchell, like the guy out of Virginia Tech. Don't know who like, Brock. You should have picked Nick. Doug Analytics in the chat had a good point. You should have picked Nick Gates. The touchdown is coming. Are we legally allowed to pick Nick Gates? Yes. Yeah, you can pick Nick Gates. Since when? You can pick anybody besides quarterbacks. That's just you just have to though. you just have to declare them as eligible. <laughs> You're gonna hear a lot of that on Sunday, Danny. You ready for it? I'm so excited to hear about eight You're ready to hear, to be you ready to hear for uh, 65, 74, and seventy sevens as have reported for as eligible. Like when I tell you, this is probably the most excited I've been just to hear all these linemen reported as eligible. It's the most excited I've been. Yeah. All right, uh, to recap, Danny, who's in last place, has Saquon Barkley, Josh Reynolds, Isaiah Hodgins, Marcus Johnson, me, who's in first place, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Richie James, and Tanner Hudson, Justin in second place, Darius Slayton, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Lawrence Cager, and Khalif Raymond. All right, time for Giants Factors, where we pick our X Factors for the team. Danny, you're up first this week. Going out of the box this week, because you guys said, Detroit Lions offense, they started off the season hot, but then they've been pretty bleh. As of late, but it, it could take one game for the Giants to be off their game. The Detroit Lions just have a game. I'm not going to take a Dory Jackson because I trust a Dory Jackson ability. The one corner I've truly enjoyed watching on this team and I did not expect to, and it's probably crazy that I'm going to butcher his name, is Fabian Monroe. I truly enjoyed watching Fabian Monroe. He's a physical corner. It's Monroe, not Monroe. Monroe? Mo- All right. I don't know. A lot of people have called him Fabian Monroe. I thought I heard that, but whatever. Uh, Fabian Monroe. Uh, I've enjoyed the way he's played. He's a physical corner. He play, he plays some solid coverage. I feel like he gets away pass interference a few times, but that's besides the point. Uh, I know Dory Jack's going to lock down who's he on. Fabian, I need you to also lock down the guy you're on because the Detroit Lions team, they can easily, easily make this uh, go off on this New York Giants team. It's just any day of the week that can happen. So Fabian, be you, be a Giants factor to contribute to this defense just being a bunch of goonies. All right, my Giant factor. We talked about what what's the thing I'm worried about most with this Lions defense? Misdirection in the run game. Well, since the last time we got burnt by that, we have new personnel. We got Jalen Smith as the Mike linebacker. But I'm going to pick a rookie. Basically the only healthy rookie on the Giants right now besides Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm going to go Micah McFadden. Micah McFadden, man. You have a good uh, a good eye for seeing things. Now they have a great offensive line, so they could, they could pick you off and, and beat the crap out of you. Play fast. Play fast against this uh, this Detroit Lions offensive line versus this run game, and make be a giant factor for the New York Giants. Be a reason we come on Victory Monday and be like, man, their run game only had ninety yards, and Michael McFadden had two tackles for a loss. He had a couple of run stops. Michael McFadden, you are a giant factor for Week Eleven versus the Lions. I've talked a lot about him over the course of this show, and it's come to my attention that Darius Slayton needs to be. My giant factor. The last time that he was in Detroit, it was 2019. It was his rookie year where him and Daniel Jones are playing well together. Darius Slayton, only two catches, 50 yards. But guess what? Both of those catches went for touchdowns. Got a 22-yard pass from Daniel Jones and a 28-yard pass from Daniel Jones. Both ended up in touchdowns. Darius Slayton, I think you've earned the respect of being the 2022 Giants Wide receiver one. Go out there, get those opportunities, get some separation, get some yards after the catch when you do get the ball in your hands, and be a giant factor. Darius Slayton, 
three touchdowns versus the Lions this time. All right, time for spread picks. Uh, we have a tie for first place. This is the first time we've had a tie for first place going into Thursday Night Football. Justin and Danny. Justin had a four and four last uh, week. Last week, Danny had three and five. So you guys are tied at the top at thirty eight and thirty nine. I went two and six, so I'm two games back at thirty six and forty one. And the listeners who went three and five uh, are thirty four and forty three, represented by Mike Picarello this week. Danny, before we get into these picks, who are bringing us these spreads? I mean, it's unfortunate I've been lacking in the spread picks, but DraftKings Sportsbook has not been lacking, and neither are NFL Sundays because they are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. So right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. All you got to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you don't have it downloaded now. Place the same-game parlay and combine multiple bets like Wishima win, player props, and points totals. This is a very exciting week. Uh, the one game I'm kind of excited for, even though I can't watch it, is the Bills now being moved to Detroit. What's going to happen there? How's that going to affect Buffalo? Will it affect Cleveland? All will be interesting. I was hoping they would play in six feet of snow, but unfortunately they won't. So, and it's what it is. That's an eight and a half point spread. Uh, maybe maybe the Browns. No, the Browns won't do it. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be a, a Bills win. But that's anyway besides the point the action always gave. But right now, I want all of you to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code John Boy. It always is John Boy. And place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Whoa, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And once again, once again that's code John Boy. J-O-M-B-O-Y. And and as always, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Pretty please. Did Twitter actually break? Because I saw a couple of beat reporters telling them, saying like, well, I'm on, like, our Charlotte Carroll saying like, well, I'm on Instagram. Um, something um, apparently, on I don't know how official this is. Uh, basically, Twitter's Twitter offices are temporarily closed and badge access is suspended. No details given as to why. It's the end. That'd be a bummer if we had to start like actually using Instagram. Yeah, like my my entire livelihood is based on Twitter, so that would that would suck. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to just use Instagram for a while. No, I suck at Instagram. No, it actually would suck. Um, all right, it's they're gonna end up figuring it out somewhere, right? Like, just yeah, like it ain't. I don't think it ain't going. It ain't going anywhere. It's just gonna be broken for a little bit. It's not broken. I'm on it. I, I was I was just on it. Well, Where am I going to post my annual Thanksgiving uh, dinner pictures? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm very excited for that this week. Um, all right, Thursday night football. We actually got a decent game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is playing too, so the Titans don't have to just run the ball every single freaking play. Titans at Packers minus three. The listeners are going Titans plus three. Justin, Danny, you guys are in first place. Who's going to be in first place after this game? Justin, who are you going? I'm going to go with the Titans. I wanted to go with the Packers, but I think the Titans, they're the sneaky good team. They find ways to win, and I think they're going to give the Packers some trouble. Danny, will we have a, a someone who's in sole possession of first place going into Sunday, or are you agreeing with Justin? I will not be agreeing with Justin. I'm gonna be going Let's go, baby. So you're care picking to, Packers minus three. Yeah, I'll, care, I'll pick care to Packers. explain why. <laughs> uh, I, cold weather games. Uh, Packers thrive in that. Oh, Lions. Uh, what? What? And the cold Packers come off. Game. If the Packers win, I don't know why I'm moving my screen like that. If the Packers win, uh, I'm gonna just ham- hammer the cold weather games point. And I cold and it looks like they they kind of got on a little bit of a better r- ride next week. Granted, I mean the Cowboys gifted them that win, and I just feel like like the Packers have to turn around. And I feel like the if basically if Derrick Henry isn't on, then the line uh, the Titans do nothing. Loser Mike McCarthy showing up in that Vince Lombardi jacket. And then losing like he did. I hate that guy. That's it. That's all I have to say. Um, It was pretty... Remember last week we were all like, oh, Falcons, we all agree on this, right? And then the Panthers ended up winning them. Actually, actually the only Thursday night football game of the year, I just didn't watch a single second of it. 
Um, partly because my TV was, I can't remember why. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Is there a hurricane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the night of the hurricane. That's why. Hurricane. I'm going Titans plus three. I think they're a better team. The Titans, the Titans are just a good team, and they've been able to win games while having Malik Willis playing quarterback and not throwing the ball, and they almost beat the Chiefs with Malik Willis. So I think the Titans are just a good team. So I'm going Titans plus three. Wait, didn't they beat the Chiefs? No, no. they lost to them in overtime. Oh. oh, yeah, they did. Jets at Patriots minus three. The Patriots won this game last time. This is when like the Patriots looked at their lowest and the Jets looked at their highest. Um. Listeners are going Jets plus three. Danny, well, who are you going? I agree with the listeners. The Jets plus three. I I know the page uh, Zach Wilson still kind of sucks at being a, an NFL QB, but the Jets are just a fun team right now. And I know they always have the Patriots number. Or the J- Patriots always have their number, but this is a uh, the time where the Jets can make their claim and split a series with the Patriots to be like it's not all about them anymore. Justin, who are you going? I still don't think the Jets are good. Patriots minus three. I'm going with you too. I, I took, I, I made the mistake of picking against Bill Belichick versus a bad quarterback last time, and Bill Belichick is going to keep Zach Wilson in hell. Browns at Bills minus eight. This game got moved from the freaking snowball to Detroit. Why does every snow game go to Detroit? By the way, like the this happened to the Bills a few years ago and the Giants Vikings when the dome, when the 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 Vikings dome, uh, broke in. They went to Detroit, which I could have went to for free. I was actually in Minnesota at the time, but I was, I didn't go. Is Detroit just like the closest? That's when, like, we, that's when we started zero and five, and then beat Josh Freeman. You guys remember that? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I feel like Detroit's just like the one close stadium they could just always go to. Yeah, it's so close to Buffalo. What are you talking about, Danny? Cold, maybe cold, it is. cold weather, cold weather game, Danny. <laughs> it's indoors. It won't affect it anymore. Yeah. I, I so I, I the closest thing that got me to the dome was the the winter report. This I was like talking about the pat, and I was like, no, oh, they're seventeen mile per hour winds. All right, so I, I'm still going Bills minus eight. The the Browns burned me last week. I'm going Bills minus eight. I know you shouldn't be reactionary, and they got the Deshaun Watson stuff over their head right now. So I'm going with them. Justin, who do you got? I'm going Browns. Something something's up with the Bills. I, I don't know. I, I think they're. There's some injured pieces on defense. The offense hasn't been operating as well, so I am going to go Browns here. Ballsy. But here's the thing is I think because the Bills have hit rock bottom where they lose these games in a row, Allen's making these mistakes, and I know they have injuries and stuff too. And now they'll kick the shit out of them, yeah. Yeah, I think this is like a a Bills get refocused game. Danny, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, I picked against the Bills last week. I'm not doing that again because I don't think the Browns are good. Uh, I know Josh Allen has that elbow injury but they still almost beat the vikings last week but almost doesn't count but uh the bills will win this week and cover the spread listeners are going uh browns all right commanders at there's the there's some bad games so i just figured i'd just throw a divisional game in there commanders at texans plus three i just went commanders just i mean the texans really do suck like i don't like i, I like i said i think we should have beat the texans by more points than we did so i'm going commanders plus uh, minus three i think scott turner and that commander's offense is going to put up 30. Danny. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, Danny. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, I'm going commanders because, like Bobby said, Texans suck. Taylor Heineke's uh, coming for Carson Wentz's job, which I just love. I just love. I don't because I want to play Carson Wentz. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, so sorry. I guess I forget that we do also have to still have to play the commanders. But Aaron just, Judge won the MVP. Yes. Uh, Congratulations. Future man. Uh, I just, I, just, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just enjoy Taylor Heineke more than Carson Wentz because it just further proves the point that Carson Wentz is just the downfall of teams. Justin, who are you going? Commanders, this is my lock, basically lock of the week for the wow. John Boy media against the spread league, which I haven't been good in, but I'm coming back. Cowboys at Vikings plus one. I think this is probably game of the week, right? Oh, with ease. Yeah, 430 game, yeah. This is the time of year that the Cowboys start to fall apart a little bit. Yep. This is the time of year. I'm going. I told myself I'm not going to get tricked by the Cowboys this year, and I'm not getting tricked by these hoes. Vikings plus one. Who do you got, Justin? I love the idea of the Cowboys, but I'm with you, man. That that was a bad, bad loss against the Packers last week, and it's very it's resembling of just what these Cowboys do late in the year. They shouldn't, but. Vikings plus one. They they should win, but they're going to lose. 
Danny, who are you going? Yeah, Mike McCarthy sucks. Hopefully Jerry Jones never fires him. I'm also going the Vikings. I, I can't believe that they're not the favorites. But that's just Vegas riding America's team right there, I guess. But, uh, yeah, give me them Vikings. We really need the Vikings to win this game. So that Thursday night, like, no matter what happens on Thanksgiving, we're still up on them in the division. And then Huge. if we win th- Thanksgiving, if we win on Thanksgiving, like, I am going, like, I haven't really, like, been, like, cocky about the Giants in the last couple of weeks because, you know, we should have beat the Texans by a week. We beat, I'm already freaking excited for it. Don't look ahead, Bobby. Bears at Falcons minus three. Everyone's back on the Bears. Their defense still sucks. And Arthur Smith, <laughs> who's not a good coach, is going to scheme the crap up out of a win versus this Chicago Bears defense. I'm going Falcons minus three. Justin. Give me the Bears. They're like my third favorite team in the NFL right now. Daniel. This just screams a game the Bears would lose. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. There we go. Listeners are going Bears. Chiefs at Chargers plus six. Who do you got in this one, Danny? Just hit the wrong button. I'm looking at the the Chiefs. Chargers are... Man, God knows what's going on with the Chargers these days. Just give me the Chiefs. The listeners agree with you, Dan. Justin, do you agree with the listeners and Danny? This is Sunday Night Football, correct? Yes. Yes. Chargers. It will be close. I'm going Chiefs. So, can uh, quick. You saw Kadarius Tony play really well this last Sunday. Yes. Thoughts? Were you like, there? I, I can't. I can't pretend I'm. I wasn't like. Damn. Like we could use this cat. What he had a nice little toe tap and touchdown, and no, he had a he nice a catch on the ta- sideline. And then he broke, and then he broke a couple tackles on the sideline. All right, he had like four catches for seventy yards. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm with Justin. I frankly don't care about what you're not on the Giants. I don't anymore. care about you anymore. And you, you don't. We he. Okay, you take that. You're taking that too far with everything. No. No. You could be like, guys missing that one game. Crazy. I don't give a shit about Josh Zudu. He's not on like, the Giants no, anymore. No, no, no. He's on the Giants. He's on the Giants. Okay, but you said it with McKinney. You're just like, if if you're not playing 80% of the snaps Sunday, I don't care about you. No, no. You're now, now you're taking it too far. You're taking it too far. Josh Zudu is still very much part of the season. Um, I don't care. I don't care. All right, so I, can't, I, can't I don't say want I you ever to say something. anything about Marcus Golden ever again. Oh, d- d- disagree. <laughs> Wait, disagree. I can't. Wait, we found we found a flaw. Also, yeah, the Kadarius Tony's a, a loser. Whoa, forty nine, and you're buying his jersey on Sunday. I'm not buying it. Forty uh, ers at Cardinals plus eight. I'm all in on the the Forty ers are my Super Bowl pick for the NFC. Oh boy, Forty ers minus eight. Justin, Giants aren't your Super Bowl pick in the NFC. <laughs> You're right. Wow. The Giants are the 49ers are my <laughs> NFC uh, semi uh, finalists or whatever you call it. Whatever the Colts put up for that banner. Cardinals will cover. Daniel. I'm quickly trying to pull something up. I physically don't think I'll have the time. Uh, yeah, now the 49ers are better. I was going to try to see what the uh, what their name. The, Against the spread record. No, Cole McCoy's no, playing, Danny. Wh- what? I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Given if if Cole McCoy's play, if Cole McCoy's playing, then I physically have to take the Cardinals. Cole McCoy balled out for Kyler Murray. Oh, no, Kyler Murray is practicing Thursday. He said he hopes to have at least one of his injured quarterbacks available. Oh, I can't. I can't go off the fact of one of them. I have to go Forty uh, ers just because I can't confirm whether it's Colt or not. Someone said five minutes in the hard knocks, and my instant takeaway is that Colt McCoy is a, has has a good coaching career ahead of him. Yeah. So Can you're going you're going Forty ers Danny. Yes, because I can't confirm whether Cole McCoy's playing or not. Remember how the Giants coaches were raving about him? Yeah, they... they... And then they said, let's get Mike Glenn on. Well, Cole McCoy actually got like decent money from the Cardinals, and Mike Glenn was a cheaper option. Um, and Judge actually wanted to keep Cole McCoy. But I, Cole McCoy wasn't a good back... Like, like Cole McCoy is not some huge upgrade over uh, Mike Glennon. Whoa, that's whoa, 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 okay, now, now you're dragging it. That's you're revisionist history right there. You're dragging that now, you're dragging that Mike now. Leonard has a better career than Colt McCoy does. Um, no, nah, okay. Look at the numbers. All right. Score predictions for the Giants and the Lions. Danny, what do you got? Giants are going to win this one. If it's going to be another, uh, just a tight game. 28-24, Giants are going to win it, though. Justin, 
You said they're scoring 30 last week. Are they scoring 30 this week? No, not going to get there yet. (laughs) 27-20. But the Giants win. I actually do think the Giants are going to score 30 for the first time. And I think they're going to do it twice. And then throw 17 points on top of it. Kenny Galladay revenge game. Nick Williams revenge game. Khalil Pimpleton revenge game. I will not lose to Khalif Raymond. I will not. Khalif, you know, you would have told me Khalif Raymond is more productive for the Lions or Kenny Galladay more productive for the Giants. I don't know why I'm bringing this up in a pump-up speech. But this defense is too bad. This defense for the Lions is too bad to not win. We're going to go 8-2. and 8-2. Two. and two. Going into Thanksgiving. And the Giants will win 77-0. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Monday with a Giants Victory Monday podcast. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.